You're listening to the Flavor Fest Urban Leadership Podcast with Tommy Kalonen, a proud member of the Denim Audio Network. Welcome to the Flavor Fest Urban Leadership Podcast, where we talk to innovative artists, creative pastors, church planners, entrepreneurs, and people creating movements. Our goal is to inspire and equip you in ministry, music, and the marketplace. I'm your host, Tommy Urban D. Kalonen. What's up, y'all? We back. It's episode 22, the Flavor Fest Urban Leadership Podcast. I'm your boy, your host, Urban D, Tommy Colonna, pastor down at Crossover Church. Glad you guys are joining us today. And yo, today on the podcast, I got somebody that is uh, was someone that I met many years ago. I've been able to pour into him, mentor him, but he's really become a great friend of mine. And I love talking to him. One of my favorite people to call and catch up with. And I'm really proud of what God has done in his life and how God is using him in so many different ways at his church. Talking about my man, Jerome Verling, and he is the lead pastor at City Life Church in Lansing, Michigan. You're going to hear some more of the story. Maybe you haven't heard it before. You need to hear about what they're doing. In my opinion, they are one of the most uh, successful urban church plants of a multi-ethnic, multi-generational, multi-class church like in America. Uh, it, it's a miracle story what God has done there uh, the past five years, and uh, really cool story. So, listen, want to remind you guys this is the Flavor Fest Leadership Podcast, and it is birthed out of the Flavor Fest Conference. The conference is going down this October, the seventh through the tenth. Yes, we're back in person in the building, and you don't want to miss it. It's going to be at Crossover Church in Tampa, Florida. That's where we host it, right at Crossover, a church that's known for its innovation in the urban community. And speaking of innovation, if you're listening and you are a pastor, you're a church planter, um, I do a coaching network called the Innovative Pastors Network. And we get down every month on Zoom, and we're sharing some innovation that our church is currently uh, using and doing. And it's, 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 God is moving through it, and we share stuff like that every month. I also have some guests on there on a regular basis uh, that are doing some great stuff in their churches around the country, and we share resources. There's lots of resources that you'll get uh, along with being part of the Innovative Pastors Network. Oh, and let me tell you this too. If you're part of the Innovative Pastors Network, you actually get a free registration to FlavorFest, and there's a free uh, private lunch that we'll have with all the squad together. And there's several dozen people that are part of the, the network now. So uh, you can sign up or find information about it if you go to translationleadership.com. That's my resource website, translation with a Z, because you know how we do? We hip-hop. Translationleadership.com. If you check that out and look for the Innovative Pastors Network on there, we even send you an innovation box with all these resources in it. It's super dope. So, hey, one of those guys that I've been able to pour into over the years, we got today on the podcast. Without further ado, let's get right to my interview with Jerome Verling. All right, I'm here with the man... Jerome Verling from Lansing, Michigan. What's up, bro? What's up, Pastor T? You're the one and only one. Listen, man, did summer hit there? Or is it still snowing? Look, man, that's every time I talk to you, you're always hating on Michigan. We got four seasons. We know it's always sunny down there, but <laughs> yes, May's been global warming's real. It's been in the 80s up here. Oh, wow. So the ice melted so off the lake. In. Huh? Yeah. Good. Yeah. 
good, man. Well, hey, um, I know everybody that's listening may not be familiar with you or your journey, the city life journey. I mean, you've been a speaker at Flavor Fest and done some workshops, but uh, everybody may not be up to speed. But listen, man, you're you're a guy that I regularly tell other church planners about, other people about, because you know people ask me sometimes. So, man, what what's happening in the the church plant, urban church planning space? Who's who's crushing it? Who's Bro, you are always like one of the guys I brag about that's at the top of the list, man. Super proud of you. And uh, so tell a little bit about the journey. Maybe why don't you start how you you even got connected uh, with Crossover, with Flavor Fest. I remember meeting you in the lobby of, of Crossover, and you came up to me and gave me a CD. I mean, how typical is that, man? Like every every rapper comes to cross over and wants to pass me a CD. Not as much anymore because CDs are going out. But man, I remember your CD, bro. Let me just say this. It was done in such excellence, man. It really stood out to me, bro. Mm. Yeah, I guess the fast forward version, uh, kind of battle rapping, late 90s. Had a crazy conversion with Christ. Gave up rap music. Didn't even know you could do Christian rap, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, associated rap with sin, with my sin, mm-hmm. and then saw it done in a powerful way. Got it, it turned on to that T-Bone, gospel gangsters, uh, cross movement, and then became kind of a local music missionary through our church, right? And then fast forward, we're getting some of the Flavor Fest DVDs. We're watching it, inspired by <laughs> how God was, you know, using people uh, to, to to share the gospel, and then. We were with our youth group down there in Florida because uh, Pastor Josh, uh, Wellborn, he would take the kids there. And he was like, yo, you got to meet Pastor Tommy. He's got to listen to your stuff. And I'm like, dude, I don't want to play the fanboy thing. You probably meet people <laughs> all the time, right? And he was like, no, we got to go. Let's go up to him. So I remember I handed my CD to you and you looked at it and you go, this actually looks good. I'm going to listen to it. And then that led to uh, me being in your coaching network, learning from you. Mm-hmm taking stuff, uh, applying it to our local church and different things as we would travel. And then eventually came down there for a few months uh, to kind of really glean and learn and, and, and plant uh, and just build before our church launched, right, in 15. So, yeah, man, been, it's been a crazy story of how we met yeah. and honored that it would come from the lobby to now a friendship. So Yeah, so uh, I'm going to tell the other part of that story too, man. So – uh, we were really trying to hire Jerome to be our youth pastor. And you had created this curriculum called Get Rooted, and you were working with your local church and a bunch of different churches and, of course, doing your music. And we were looking for a youth pastor, and we were having me and you were having these conversations. You had been in my coaching network, and I never even thought to ask you about it because I thought you were so rooted, no pun intended, uh, in your church up there, I, I've, I'm always careful. I don't want to try to pull people out of somewhere yeah. uh, where God is using them, and it seems like they're they're in their sweet spot. But it was funny, man. I remember we, you and me were talking, and you're like, "Yeah, I'm just not sure what's next in this next season. I'm actually going to Philly because I might I might end up going and doing ministry there. I'm trying to figure it out." I was like, "Really?" <laughs> I'm like, "Well, have you ever thought about Florida?" Because we have a position on our team right now that we need to fill. And I would love for you to come down and, you know, and you were like, oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. Well, uh, man, let me go to Philly and see how that goes. And then I'll get back with you and come. maybe we can come down there. And, and so 
Anyways, long story short, you and I were talking about you coming and doing the youth ministry, and you got you came down with your wife and with uh, Rob and Tina, and spent a weekend with us and did music that Sunday. And then you know we kind of had an interview with the whole staff. We're asking you questions, you're asking us questions, and we were excited. We're like, wow, man, this could be a great fit. We're talking about making a house down here with a studio in it like you guys that did up in Lansing and, you know, doing that in other locations. And the goal was for you to maybe be here for about three years and just learn a bunch and get the youth ministry solid, raise somebody else up, and then go back and plant a church in Lansing. And uh, I remember you called me back. I remember I was calling you a few times because we were trying to get the answer before Flavor Fest because we wanted to announce at Flavor Fest, this is our new youth pastor, if that was to be. And... Um, you were just like, dude, I just need a couple more weeks. <laughs> and then finally you were like, listen, man, I got, I got good news and bad news. So I'm like, give me the bad news first. You were like, well, the bad news is I'm not coming to be the youth pastor. The good news is I'm coming and you have me for free for like three months, <laughs> man. I'm paying for it myself so on my dime. Yeah. You know, and I just want to come down and like live there and just be on your team and learn from you because we're supposed to plant the church not in three years from now, but like we're supposed to work on it like now. And so, yeah. I mean, I couldn't argue with that. It was the will of God. So, and, and I felt and it. Here, I was and like, here we are. Here you are five years later, man. So five years into it, you guys had an incredible launch. It's It's been an incredible journey. You've been building, you've been growing, you've been getting healthy. And uh, I brag about you guys a lot, man, because what has happened in Lansing, Michigan, I try to remind you this a lot of times, bro. Um, it's an anomaly. It's not the norm when an urban church plant can launch. And really from day one, you've been self-sustainable. Um, not that you're balling out, but you've been able to sustain and, and, and build and grow off of that without having to rely on like, man, 85% of our support comes from the outside and we're just trying to barely get by. Like you guys have built a church that's multi-ethnic, multi-generational and multi-class. That third one can be the challenging one, but an important one if you're going to do urban ministry and you're going to become self-sustainable and survive um, to have some people that are part of your church that uh, are in a different economic bracket and believe in the vision of, of you wanting to reach the city and welcome and love everyone in the city. Um, man, that's, that's, that's incredible that you've been able to accomplish that. A lot of people want to do it, but it's hard. So, man, just so you're five years in, you guys just celebrated five years. And, of course, we all know the last year has been crazy uh, with the pandemic. And you've been in Michigan, the super lockdown state, been looking at us in Florida like, what are you guys doing? Does COVID even exist down there? And uh, But, man, just before we get to some of the, the, the tough stuff, I want you to share for a couple minutes, man, some, some highlights of, you know, maybe when you started and some things along the journey. And, and highlights of some great things that God's doing now. Yeah, well, you did a great job describing kind of where we felt it wasn't three years from launching it. We, we felt it coming and yeah. Lansing was where I lived, but, but traveling around doing music and then traveling around planting, get rooted at different churches. There was just this burning desire in our backyard inner city testing uh, scores were becoming worse. There was crime increased. And then there was a prostitution ring busted about two miles from our house. And all that happened in a course of about three months of the, the news, we kept talking about mm. it. And then there was a pivotal moment where there was nine shootings in six days. 
And I remember everybody was like, man, you got to get out of Lansing, get out of Lansing, get out of Lansing. And no one really knows like Lansing is the capital of Michigan. So when they think Michigan, you, you know, you either it's Detroit or nothing, right? And, yeah. and Detroit people always let you know they're from Detroit. And so Detroit's on the map. But we're in the middle of Michigan. We're here, smaller, but capital um, and big city problems, but without all the big city activities um, and things to do. So it's kind of just – it's like our it's, it's like wait something good comes out of Nazareth that's kind of how it feels people people can't wait to get out of here you know yeah yeah and 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 I felt that as we were praying I wanted to go you know the reason it took me so long to even tell you where I felt okay now it's time because I wanted to know that I know that I knew that I needed to stay mm-hmm. I needed to bloom because when you have your heroes like you and Pastor Brad and Philly man you want to say yes so you're like oh but God's saying this yeah. unknown in your backyard and you want to honor your home church, and I'm I'm feeling this burden to be amongst not not something on the outside, but something on the inside mm-hmm. for the city, by the city. And you said multi-class, multi-ethnic, multi—you know—all of it, man. And just to have all that collide. So you fast forward, man. We got the yes. We became an Ark uh, Church, and and then 2015, we launched. Yeah, big launch. 400 people at it, it felt amazing. And then God just kept moving, you know, launched the second service. Uh, a few years in, we're running close to 500. Uh, saw close to 250 people get baptized and stuff. Mm-hmm. But but in this, and then we, we got this like truck that we started doing events in the neighborhoods. Love uh, the city parties. truck, man. That thing yeah, love this amazing, city bro. truck. Um, concerts on wheels or anywhere you can go bring it you know bring it basically be in the church amongst right um and and then and then you fast forward obviously covid and along the way that i mean that's some of the highlights from a numerical standpoint but really and this kind of segues into like you said like some of the harder stuff the truth of the matter is is we can talk about church planet you know from the dashboard or wins or losses on the external but one quote that summed it up more than anything for me is this is the pastor plants the church to reach the city Mm. but god plants the church to reach the pastor Mm. and it was sanctification on steroids for me the whole time realizing man this seat is bigger than me i don't have the skills necessary uh there there i i need to develop a team more than ever you can't just go on stage this isn't music ministry things that work anymore you're not a parachurch minister you're not just an evangelist you're not a consultant anymore you're being a lead pastor you know you're doing funerals for people that are really struggling um and i remember that first year doing a funeral for one of my best friends who took his life and then their family came to city life that sunday right after it happened and just the weight in the room and i remember there was another family that they lost their five-year-old daughter a week after attending City Life for the first time, mm-hmm. died of a rare condition. Mm-hmm. And then being the, I was kind of pastor by default. Well, I was the last church they went to. They didn't have a church. And then hearing about it and then yeah. going to the hospital. You know, you don't have words for those moments, right? Yeah. And so that's kind of been the the, the, the true thing that's been happening. It, it's, it, it's, it's the church planning story that's never told, which is going on inside of all of us, right? The way we're yeah. being shaped and molded and crying out to God. And, um, and COVID taught that us again on steroids yeah yeah so there's the highlights man of the great stuff all the baptisms and i want to give you 
you know, props and credit where credit is due. You guys really inspired us at Crossover to launch Love uh, Love Our City. You know, we we had, we do tons of outreach stuff, and we had been thinking about doing like a serving week for a minute, and like I God had been brewing in my heart, but I hadn't seen it done in like our context. You know, like Elevation's doing it, and like all these other churches are doing like Love Week or different kinds of like serving type of things. And uh, but when you guys did it, and uh, it really like put the fire under my butt. I'm like, they did it, and they're only like a year old. Like we could do this, you know. And then just you know learning from you know some of what you guys did that first year when you launched it, and then obviously we were you know farther along the road, so we we were like we're gonna do it like that, but on steroids, and you know and God blessed it and breathed on it, and we've been learning from each other on it. And then you guys did the truck now, which is amazing. Um, but yeah, so out of that, God birthed in me to write the Love Our City devotional book and put together, you know, the leaders toolkit that there's like 260 churches now that have gotten one of those and are doing Love Our City in in some way, shape or form, man. So thank you, man, for being that, that inspiration of sparking that. And I, I know even like after some of the Love Our City uh, you call it Love the City weeks that you guys have done. Those have been your biggest attended Sundays, just just like us. I know you guys have yeah. had over a thousand people show up at church, and to be a church that's just a couple of years old and have over a thousand people come to church and just man. And I've had the honor to come up and and preach as one of the overseers of the church. Been up there speak I think three times now, and every time, man, I just love being up there. The environment, the energy, to see God moving, to see just the the passion in your team. You know, you guys got a lot of people on your team, a lot of interns that are that are younger and like they are all in. And you see just a life change. You're telling me about the story about, you know, this person or that person. Then I get to meet them and hang out with them and have a meal yep. and, you know, and hear more about their story. And then, you know, you guys have brought big teams down to Flavor Fest. I think you guys are probably brought some of the largest amounts of people. I mean, there's a lot of churches that'll bring five or 10 people, 15 people, but you guys brought, I think like 30, 30 or 40 like people the one time. And, uh, you had all your people serving on Sunday, man. I'm telling you, bro, my teams were like, yes, because flavor fest, man, our teams are already working hard. And so then we get to Sunday and we're on fumes and there's all these guests here. And you're like, hey, we have 25 people that are coming to the the first service, and they're all going to serve, you know, on mm-hmm. your and help your team. So on kids ministry and first impressions, and they're already trained, right? And so we're just like, man. So it was great. So all, we're, we're talking about all, a lot of the highlight stuff, but you started to touch on it a little bit. Some of the real stuff that we have to go through as pastors and ministers, and there's there's funerals, and there's us trying to console people, and there's tough questions and hard things that are going on. So so I, I want to get to some of the real and the raw for a couple minutes today. And a lot of times on podcasts or on platforms or interviews or wherever, people always talk about the highlight moments. And and we're great at that. And it's good. We need to celebrate those God moments. But what about the tough moments? And, um, you know, what, what, what were some of the toughest moments as a church planner in, in these past five years for you? If you just be vulnerable for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, you know, I touched on it real briefly, but I remember one of my best friends, we grew up together, locker right next to each other. I get the call from my other best friend who found him uh, right after he had taken his own life. 
and this guy had served in Sounds Good, um, which was the music ministry before we planted City Life. And so not only was there our upbringing, like we knew each other before Christ, we knew each other in Christ. Mm. Um, I officiated his wedding and just one of my best friends. And then here's my other best friend calling me and this is happening. And I, I remember getting ready to go to the hospital, right? As soon as I found out and I call uh, Pastor Brad and I'm like, what in the world do I say? And he goes, just remember we're grief is illogical. We're physical, we're emotional and we're spiritual beings. And the Holy Spirit will guide you in that moment, but it's okay to be human. Mm. And and that helped me because like, as a pastor, you're front row to the best and the worst moments in yeah. people's lives. Yeah. But yet we still go through the best and the worst moments in our own life. Mm-hmm. And I think that was kind of what the church plant was all about for me was here I am coming in, not only doing ministry, but but yet God's needs, I need God's ministering to me. I'm a human, this is my friend, right? And in just walking through that, kind of putting on two different hats, when I walked in one of the rooms with, the, with their parents, and I remember it was so heavy, his mom looks at me, they're great family, I kind of break the ice, she sees me and she goes, oh, Jerome, you're here, uh, uh, work your magic, you know, kind of like, like you're, you know, we know you're a pastor and stuff, why don't you say something? Wow. And I was like, yo, in that split second, I just prayed, what do I say? Yeah. And uh, I just sat down and I cried yeah. and, that, and that was it. And then we just, you know, we went through that and we walked through that and uh, God used that for his glory. In fact, that, that first love the city week, um, the funds their family gave helped us. There was two different families hmm. that uh, their family and another family had both had a family member take their life and they took the memorial fund. They donated to City Life. We marked those funds that those would be used for Love the City wow. Week. And those were the first two seeds that were used for Love the City Week. Wow. And and then we just put our faith out there that we were going to raise 20 grand, which was crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, church year one. Yeah. And um, I saw you that do was that, bro. The- and I was like, I don't know if we could do that. <laughs> like, and we've been around for a while. Like, you're just going to raise 20 grand in like a month? To then yeah. do all this outreach stuff, it was it was like, <laughs> bro, it was gutsy, and it, it and it challenged me and encouraged me, and like and we've been able to do like crazy big faith stuff after that. But man, thank yeah. you, bro, for your your courage. Oh my goodness, it was like an unction. But you know, you know this when you get them fake moments, you say it out there, but in the back of your mind, you're, you're all, like, oh, you know, crap. the flesh is saying, well, what if we don't get this? Yeah. What, what's the talk like, track? What you did know, I just do. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know our goal was twenty thousand. We raised two hundred dollars, <laughs> but God's great. All you just don't know, yeah, right? Yeah, right. And that and that's, you know, faith in action. You know, you walk it yeah. out. God partners yeah. with us, and um, and then it's just stories like that along the way where you know, home life gets tested. Am I at church too much? Mm-hmm. Am I am I seeing my wife the way I should? Am I seeing the kids? And tell tell everybody how many kids you have, bro. Come on, come on. So we thought. My wife is amazing with kids. Yeah, she she, is. she she helped. Yeah, she helped uh, raise her brothers. Um, she did daycare when I met her, and I like to say, like I'm a two kid ceiling type guy. 
Like two kids, I don't know if I could ever do anymore. I'm with you. You know? So I'm like, <laughs> Pastor Tommy, I, 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 the first kid's diaper I changed was our first kid. Yeah. Okay? So I, yeah, I didn't me grow too, up babies. Me too. I okay. would just be like, nah, that, <laughs> Yo. the, the girls can do that. Yeah. Maybe I'll I didn't do know. that someday, but that ain't my kid. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, that's that was me yeah. holding the babies there was no grace for the babies it was not like little tiny kids came to me yeah if they like beatboxing that was the only trick i had at my sleep me too, other than bro. that it was like all Be- right see ya little kids love beatboxing yeah. babies love beatboxing. i beatbox for my my daughters all the time and i'd be like yeah, you yeah. know but i was yeah. always scared bro i would drop the baby that's why i'd be like yeah. i don't want to hold the baby oh. I, I might hold it wrong how you do the head uh, like oh my gosh exactly yeah. oh you're nervous yeah and you're spot on and so we have two where we, we got one and two crystals. She's, she's in her element, you know, um, and I'm just watching her shine. And then we have a third. We're like, okay, fine. You know, two boys and a girl, you know, girls here. We really were praying for that, believing for that. And then we were like, all right, well, four would be faith. Let's just go for four <laughs> right around. And, and let's do it right around the church plant time. So crazy. So, Hey, Hey, Florida weather was good to us. That's where the baby was conceived. Yes, there, praise the it's, Lord. It's the water in the water fountain yeah, here. It's the, in the water. It's in. It's in. And, and, and then it's so so much so that we get back to Michigan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get back to Michigan. Find out we're not having one kid, but two. We yep. had twins. So we yep. got four boys and a girl. New twins when we launched the church. So I really believe this too. Crystal, (laughs) she was outside of her realm where she goes, I can't do this. And it was neat in a, in a, you don't want to watch your wife go through that, but it was neat for her to really say, man, I I had skills for the previous season. I really need God for the season ahead, you know? And, And of course we always know we need God and he's the one sustaining everything. But when you know, you can't, Mm-hmm. That, that it was her prayers changed and it was powerful man but so so yes four kids and a boy uh, i mean four boys and a girl and that's how many kids we got bro so you got the <laughs> basketball team your church planting yeah. being there for them yeah. their games their stuff working late night the demands of a church planner um you know perception is do we do anything right you know i was at the barbershop he was like yo what do you guys even do during the week oh my uh, you know, and it's all good. And just, you know, leaders don't need pity, yeah. but in that, those moments, I thank God for overseers like you yeah. where it, it's not like the, the craft is understood mm-hmm. or even, and you don't need it should, or it's kind of over esteemed where, Whoa, the pastor's here, you mm-hmm. know? And then there's kind of like, well, what do you guys even do? Why do you get paid? Here. So, so walking out that and seeing that live in those just, Oh, that just—it was—it was—it's was tough, tough journey, man. This last yeah. five years. So, so what is? We all know we had we had pandemic pain, COVID pain, right? Mm-hmm. And we're coming out of that, thank God. Um, but, but what is, what is some current pain you're even going through in your life right now, man? If you just even just share a little bit, we've talked about it on the side, but I think it would help some people, man, to realize that as pastors and leaders and church planners. Uh, man, we're not exempt from stuff that goes on in our lives and in our family. So what, what's some current pain you're going through with your fam, bro? Yeah. Um, and I think for every single person, we have this temptation to either rank pain. Mm. You know, do I say something? And then especially in ministry as leaders, we should always be pouring out. But then do we give ourselves grace and space 
to be poured into and to to even let people that we're leading in ministry know the vulnerability of where we're at. Yeah. And, you know, Grishel says people would rather follow a leader that's real than, than one who's always right. Mm. And even more so this past year in the pandemic. Um, and then personally, like doing my grandma's just in the last few months, doing my grandma's funeral, um, my aunt just passed, my mom's last sister, uh, uh, that was her full sister, and, and drug abuse kind of swept through our whole family. Mm-hmm. And then my mom's at the funeral, and I record a message because I come down with COVID. And thank God, here to tell the story, others aren't. And, and the sensitivity in that, like who do you share with because mm-hmm. somebody else has a family member. I knew one family, they lost seven family members from COVID. Wow. You know, and you got the dichotomy of, is it even real uh, to, you know, quadruple masking, right? And you got, and whoa, whoa, whoa. And, um, and then it kind of all came to head the last two months. My mom's sitting at the funeral watching a video of me because I recorded because I had COVID. And then she gets a call finding out that she comes down with cancer. Mm-hmm. And uh, now she's in her third week of treatment of chemo. And the second week back for in-person services here, she just we just found the report. We pulled her on stage. And she she didn't know she's private. She doesn't tell people stuff. But I felt like God wanted me to do it. Yeah. And I said, hey, mom, forgive me. She thanked me later. And it was just a neat moment for even people to see, hey, I'm going through stuff. Mm-hmm. We're going through stuff. Um, and then even outside, of, I had COVID complications afterwards, like brain fog. And then there was stuff with hearing. And God's grace through through the storm through the valley. We always want to testify on the other side, but the empathy that's growing with me, the the understanding, the man, calling out calling out to you and saying, "Dude, how do you, how do you stay in the game with this?" Cuz there's moments when you just want to give up, right? Yeah. Um in the phrase kind of that came out of this whole last year was we pain together and we play together so we can pray together. And I think that's you know, you look at George Floyd, the one year anniversary just happened. Uh, what African-Americans face in our country should never happen. Mm-hmm. But then it, it, the, 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 the response can be so far where someone's sitting in a crowd, they, they feel like, well, my pain's minuscule and my dad never called me. And it's like, well, no, 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 let's bring both all the time. Let's, let's let, we pain together, whether it's a lowercase T for trauma or a capital case, you know, capital T That's for cool. trauma whether it's locally or nationally or internationally, no, we're paying together, yeah. you know? And then we play together. Like, let's play ball. Kids play. They show us what it looks like. And then we pray together. But the church is always like, hey, let's pray. Let's pray. Cool, man. Of course, let's pray. Like, by all means, let's pray. <laughs> but do you see Do you see my pain? Do you see her pain? Yeah. And I think there's a level of sensitivity. Um, there's something there that this last year has taught us and teaching us. And I thought I graduated, like, all right, let's get done with, COVID, you know, uh, vaccines out. And then my mom, this, that. And so I thank you. I want to thank you on this because you've been somebody that, I, you know, with your parents, the stuff that you've shared, uh, you've even, your spoken word, how much that's impacted me. And you gave me advice just yeah. a few weeks ago. You gave me advice on how do I serve my mom best? What do, what do I do? What You know, and so, yeah, man, thank you. Yeah, no doubt, bro. Yeah, pain is a... Pain is a, a language. We're, we're painting together. Um, we all go through it different ways, different different levels, but 
we can share our pain, be there for one another, encourage one another, pray for one another, share how we got through it in healthy ways and share the mistakes we've made. Because a lot of us have made mistakes when we're in pain because we don't like to be in pain. We want to try to medicate it in some way, shape, or form. There's healthy ways to medicate it, uh, and Mm -hmm. there's unhealthy ways. And uh, all of us have turned to the unhealthy ways probably at some point or another, and it just makes us even more, (laughs) it puts us in more pain, right? And uh, can give give you temporary relief, but there's other stuff beyond it, man. So, man, thank you for being vulnerable today. And uh, if you could give some advice to, you know, urban church planners, you know, that are looking up to you, you know, we got a lot of people that come to Flavor Fest that are uh, about to plan a church or they're thinking about it. It's, it's funny, man. There's even a lot of artists, right? Because a lot of us are artists and then just eventually God starts tugging on us and saying, okay, I want you to step into more of a leadership role, a pastoral role even, or start yeah. a church. So what would be some advice, man, now as you have been in this thing f- f- almost six years now? You're going to be six years this year, bro. Wow. Yeah. That's that's kind of the, always the big question. What would you tell either yourself what would you tell somebody coming up? Yeah. And to me, I think the wins, they don't show up in the stat sheet always with God. And what I mean by that is one plants, one waters, but God makes it grow. And if we can commit to just saying, God, I'm here, I want to be systematic and organic. So I'm going to need systems. I'm going to need structure. I'm going to need great Pastor Tommy's coaching me. I'm going to have to be coachable, teachable, waiting on God's timing. But at the end of the day, I got to be ready for an audible at any given time to be organic, to see the ones that nobody wants. Because we're in, in urban, it's marginalized people. It's people that have the deck stacked against them, but it in them is the, the, the richest seeds. It's so much to learn from. Like we're not coming in as saviors. We're here amongst and Jesus left the comforts of heaven and he moved into the neighborhood. So the first thing I would say is just, man, having a right perspective of what a win is a win is not a win is not okay yeah judge a tree by its fruit but how do we do that gospel-centered work sharing the good news and making disciples and sometimes that means there's going to be mountaintops and other times that means there's going to be valleys but we're committing to god through them both not a western mindset that i always just got to see you know something boom i gotta see something explosive i gotta you know and, and healthy expectations because when reality doesn't meet our expectations, we're going to get frustration. Yeah. And and I think having great pastors that are teaching us, really being submissive, I think that that's so key. Every planner I see that comes in, we all think this, like, I got this new vision. I got this great <laughs> thing. You know, uh-huh. the kingdom needs me. No, 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 no. Whatever the pastor Tommy's of the world say, speak into me, teach me. Where am I off? Because that's been a game changer for my life. So get a coach. That's good, man. Yes. Get a coach. For real, for real. All right. So last question, Jerome. I know you got to go. You got to go film another sermon you're about to do right now for another church. You you filmed like 40 of these. So you're good. Yeah, yeah. So uh, tell us, man, lastly about some music stuff. You're still doing music. And I know you got a new project. You got a bunch of videos and stuff that are coming out. So tell people about that project and where they can go check it out. Yeah. Well, this, this should be out hopefully soon. We didn't. We were going to release it during this year, but uh, COVID just feels like a cloud, mm-hmm. and, and and now we're getting out of it. And the the album's titled One, 
And it, 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 when it comes out, it'll seem like we did it in COVID. We didn't. Uh, this is 10 years in the making that we're one race. How do we have a gap between us and why? And it's good that we're different. But how can we, be, have, how can we have unity in diversity? Uh, one life matters. One is the biggest number. And then we're also one body. That's the church of Jesus Christ. So it'll have biblical uh, teachings for every song. And there'll be 12 songs. 12 videos, uh, 12 teaching sessions that'll drop with it. And then a, 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 a book material for all the songs as well. Mm. And that's, that's going to be ready to, to go uh, just waiting for the right time. And we feel like it's really, really close now. So maybe Flavor Fest is a good time. Woo, Flavor Fest I don't know. 2021. It's dropping the new Jerome album. <laughs> No, no. Yeah. But, you know, and then you, the whole lies, like, man, I'm too old. I, I, I've been doing this forever. It's like, nah, man, it's not. I think this is a me God's given us a message. It's for the people. This isn't ours. And it was done by the people. Almost every person on it was our, in our church. So it'll be dope. Yeah. No, you guys have produced some great stuff, man. You've always done stuff in excellence. That's why we have, we're having this conversation right now, because you had a great CD cover, and the packaging was foil on it and stuff was bananas. If, if not, I'd never <laughs> know who Jerome is. I'd have been like, another demo with a Sharpie written on it. Well, I'm not listening. <laughs> Let me put that in the stack that I probably won't ever get to. But, yeah, you're, you're stood out. So, hey, let's do something fun really quick yeah. before we end. Yeah. I know you got to go. But, but last hey. thing, how many Flavor Fests have you been to? Fire, rapid fire answers. Okay. Uh, two. Two Flavor Fest. Two. No, you've been to more than that, haven't you? No, I've been to Crossover multiple more times. Ah, that's but right. Maybe from a distance, okay, yeah. Okay, so yep. who was your favorite speaker at the Flavor Fest you went to? Your memory that pops in your head. Choco. Okay. Uh, favorite performance? Uh, KB. All right, and then uh, maybe favorite favorite Flavor Fest moment, period, that stands out to you. When you called us up on stage and gave us a Church Planner Award, and it was after Choco spoke, and it was really prophetic because I watched him speak in a room of like 30, 40 people, and uh, it was like he was speaking to my heart a year prior, and the culmination of having you, one of my heroes, and, 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 and God using what he's done in, in the city of Chicago. It was just a neat moment. Mm. Man, that's dope. That's dope. Well, hey, man. Uh, if you could pray for us, man, pray for everybody that's listening, pray for yeah. everybody that's watching. Um, great wisdom, great stuff you shared, man, about pain and, you know, the high moments, the low moments, and the stuff that we have to deal with, man, as leaders. It's real and it's raw, but God can give us the uh, the strength to get through it, and you need a coach, right? So, man, pray for us today, bro. Yep. Father, we thank you uh, so much that we can come to you in the mighty name of Jesus. And God, for every person listening right now, watching, however they're viewing this, God, that they will recognize this moment is holy and sacred, not just to listen to a prayer, but that you are right there. You're yeah. close. God, and you're close so in a way that you are listening to our pain. And I pray, man, someone's going through it right now and they're like, ah, oh, does anybody see me? God does. And you might think, well, I can't play anymore. No, God has a role for you to get in the game. And you might say, oh, well, I don't know how to pray. I don't know what my role would be. Look, God's not looking for perfect people. He's looking for available people. Yeah. And today's your moment. And I pray that healing and power and peace and purpose will invade your space right now. And you'll feel destiny calling you higher in Jesus to live a life that just gives him glory 
and enjoy the journey. Sometimes mm -hmm. fast, often slow, but always in step with the spirit. God, I thank you for this time. And I thank you for Pastor Tommy. And I pray his influence grows, crossovers, influence grows in all that you have in and through his marriage, him as a father and as a leader. And I thank you for his impact. Uh, Lansing's forever thankful. In Jesus Christ's name. Yeah. So, hey, thanks for hanging out with us today. I hope you enjoyed your time. I hope you got some nuggets from the conversation. And if you ever get up to Lansing, Michigan, go check out City Life Church. Man, they're going to make you feel right at home. And so, hey, let me remind you, Flavor Fest is coming up, and I hope to see you in Tampa, Florida. So if you go to flavorfest.org, you can get all the details about the conference that's going down October 7th through the 10th. And if you enjoyed the podcast today, if you're watching this on YouTube uh, at UrbanD813, go ahead and subscribe. Let some other people know about it. If you're listening to this on a podcast platform, uh, if you could like it, if you could rate it, put a comment about it, uh, let some other leaders know about it. Uh, we want to continue to just help more leaders that are in this space. As you know, there's not a whole lot of resources out there uh, for people that are in an urban, multi-ethnic, artistic type of context, uh, like a lot of you that are listening to this are. But you know some other people that are, so let them know about this resource. Let them know about the conference and some of the stuff that we're doing. And hey, I hope to see you guys in person in October. But until the next podcast, I'm out. Thanks for tuning into the Flavor Fest Urban Leadership Podcast. Stay connected with us on social media at UrbanD813 and at Flavor Fest. We'll talk to you guys next week. Peace and God bless.